Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, y'all. It's Carly Someplace, and I'm so incredibly excited for y'all to hear this episode. My conversation with Amber was absolutely phenomenal. And as I tend to do, we spent so long talking. Just to break it up, I'm going to put this into two episodes for y'all because the conversation is just too good and each section deserve its own little bit of spotlight. So without further ado, I introduce to you my very fantastic podcast episode with Amber Ray of Grow Wild & Co. Welcome to Someplace for Everybody, where we talk about belonging and being a human in our bodies, in living in and learning to love our bodies. I'm your host, Carly Someplace. This podcast is brought to you by Someplace Images, Boudoir for Everybody. You can see the full show notes at someplaceforeverybody.com. Now, let's change some self-perspectives. Hi, y'all. It's Carly Someplace, and I'm so incredibly excited to introduce you to my friend, Amber. So Amber is the founder of Grow Wild & Co., which is a body-positive and body-inclusive online shop, and I'm super excited to chat about it. So Amber, um, any other accolades you want to add to yourself, please <laughs> feel free. Um, but I want to talk about like where your inspiration for Grow Wild & Co. came from, and then obviously it has branched into a lot of different sub brands, which I think is really, really cool. Um, and I obviously, duh, love that you're super body inclusive. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for the intro. Um, yeah. Grow Wild and Co. is my first baby. Um, <laughs> I love it. Co., yeah, on Instagram. And I always like to kind of describe the Enco portion. So it's kind of and company. We really started by selling local to the, we're in the Reno Tahoe area. So think of like Tahoe and all the local goods that um, people make around here. And it was one online place to, to sell that. And it really started shifting and our customer base started shifting too. We were selling to anyone and everyone that could check out our website online. And we were really new to e-commerce. So figuring out our platforms, figuring out Instagram, and really working with our vendors. What we found was a lot of our vendors were female and a lot of the products that they were making were for females. So we really started to shift into this like woman owned, woman made goods marketplace. So made by women for women. And over time we started to grow and our customer base really changed. It's now a bit older. I think our average customer is like 40 years old. And okay, cool. Yeah, it's really shifted. And our mama makers, I'll call them mama makers because it turns out that every single one of the women that make something for our shop are moms as well. And that's cool. Some businesses started to take off, some closed their business and moved on. So we got really limited and only worked with a few select vendors. 
And that's where we could really start to influence the products ourselves. So now mm -hmm. we had just like a select few mama makers and we came up with different designs and we really started to focus on t-shirts. That's kind of how we would launch our new designs to see, does it do well on a t-shirt? And if it does well on a t-shirt, how does it do on a water bottle or a mug or a cell phone case or a hat? But we always right, come right, back right. to t-shirts and they always were, were doing the best. And the one that really like kicked us off and blew up our Instagram, we had like something that was trending. One of our ads went viral was a simple phrase. The badass woman in me honors the badass woman in you. I paused because I wasn't sure if I could say that. <laughs> yeah. rules. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But that, exactly. that took off and it really surprised us. And we were like, wow, people were really empowered by this message. We were seeing what people were tagging, their girl gang, their mm -hmm. moms, their, their sisters. And anytime an order was placed, it was for like four or five shirts and and they would write in the messages, this is for all of my friends or something. And we were like, wow, like this is going viral just by people tagging it and, and telling right. these, this people the message. So even right. if we didn't buy the shirt, we started to make freebies, free downloads on the website because we wanted everyone to have access to these sayings. And Empowering we're, sayings. Yeah. yeah. We're still really motivated by it. And we got to a point where... We said, what do we love doing? It was during COVID, so things start to get tough. And you have to pivot a little and really focus on what's doing well. And because mm -hmm. it was so tough, I wanted to make sure I was super motivated. So what did I really like about it? Because I knew we were going to go through a rough ride there. And that's right. where, <laughs> yeah, from, from COVID, and where we had to pivot a bit, the Everybody Collection was, was formed. So we had always had a pretty lucrative ambassador program and we had mm -hmm. never really partnered with influencers. We didn't have like the budgets uh, or, right. or anything. And we started with a simple concept. We don't have this budget. We really like launching shirts that speak powerful messages. We really like your platform. Do you want to work together and pick something that speaks to your audience that we can, we have the branding down, we have the production down, we have the customer service, the e-commerce, we've got all that. Do you want to just come up with something with us, a, a co-design and right. split the profits 50-50 since we couldn't pay up front? And that's, that's how it was born. And since then, we've had, I think, five individual launches and they keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger with influencers specifically in the body positivity place in her space yep. there's so many hashtags i'm learning on tiktok hashtag popo there i didn't i didn't know these things existed and i'm watching right. their reels are taking off their tiktok videos and it's like these were messages that people really wanted to hear and maybe phrases that i wouldn't have come up with myself doing my own design process so working with others and then getting to pay them weekly for their sales that's super cool to me I, oh, yeah. I love, I call it the femme entrepreneur portion. And my accountant is like, what is this? Why are you paying so much? To, it's like, no, no, this is the contract we signed 50% of profit right. every single week. I pay that out. For us, sometimes it's a break even, but I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it. I like to launch about one design a month. And we have grown with our collaboration so much with the collaborator, they grow too. It's so beneficial for both. And that's how we also 
just working with them and what their customers want. Um, and it was influencing our customer base. Our customer base is now their customer base too. Right. We started to go above and beyond what we were offering, which was, um, extra small to three XL. We now Mm -hmm. offer four XL and five XL. And our goal is to get to eight XL in our, um, I love that. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) is called everybody. So that's how like we started to connect. I know that was a really long winded answer, but no, I love it. that's (laughs) That's how we got here. And we didn't start out knowing where we were going or knowing that we wanted to get here. And I think what's helpful, and I know Instagram just seems like silly social media, but you can get a lot of data and making data-driven pivots and data-driven decisions is what kept us afloat. Yeah, which is super important. And I think that, and like you said, like you were paying attention to your audience, which is obviously women who were super connecting with these like empowering statements. Yeah. And like, I mean, even just like on the conversation of social media, like social media there's, I, I laugh at this. So my best friend's little sister, who's pretty much like my little sister, she was like, I don't know why everybody says social media is so toxic. She's like, I just follow all these dog accounts and they make me happy. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that's what it should be. It should be accounts that make you happier, accounts that make you feel good. Yeah. And there's, I mean, we can obviously talk about like, there's, there's so much like comparison in the Instagram game and like, yep. I don't look like this person or whatever. And I think that like you were saying, like your audience changed it, changed and shifted and like had, you were connecting with, you know, women who are a little bit older, a little bit more established and like looking for those things that weren't being offered anywhere else, which is like empowerment. And yep. I love that y'all are size inclusive. Like it's so, it makes me so happy <laughs> because like as a plus size woman, it's really hard for me to shop. <laughs> we think we have a lot of work ahead of us too. And oh, yeah. not even every product listed on our site is offered through the 5XL. So that's, you know, right. we're being critical on ourselves and saying, what can we do? Do we have to make tough decisions and switch suppliers? We've built relationships right. over the years. So we try to influence. They see where we're going. We're showing them data. This is our average order size, which, by the way, is 2XL. And we, yeah. we show them that's the average order. So, so there's just as many orders above 2XL as there are below. And that shifted right. for us from a medium over, right. over the last um, two years. Again, our customer base was shifting. The one thing that we noticed while doing all of this that we did not expect was Instagram has some interesting rules for product tagging based on pictures we have um, or okay. sayings that we have. And we had never run into it before. So Instagram needs you to to review their platform policy on maybe a a model photo that I have. And again, these are customer provided pictures. A lot of our content is customer content. So we're not, we're not out here paying models for things and being prescriptive in any way. Um, If customers choose to share, they do get rewarded for it. They get discount codes and such, but they choose to share. They want to share with friends. We use those pictures and what we're finding is based on some of the messaging, everybody is a bikini body. That was flagged. That statement was flagged on just a shirt. That shirt was flagged on a plus size model all on our account. So what we're doing is fighting back. I write daily reports to Instagram um, to request reviews of products, request reviews Mm -hmm. of policy and platform. I'm a major spender on their 
on their ad platform. So I do right. access yeah. to a lot of channels to give that feedback, request those reviews and go through those types of processes with them. We had never run into that. So I think Instagram has a lot of work to do as well because they, uh, yeah. need, to, they need to support <laughs> what, what content we're putting out, our creatives, our, our photos, everything. So right. um, that's something we found. I- yeah, I totally see that a lot. I get um, not necessarily like my images that I share as someplace images, but like mm-hmm. my images that I share of myself more than anything because I am plus size. Like I get a lot of my stuff, my content flagged. Even when you switch and pivot to a different t- a platform on TikTok, I literally oh, any God. single thing that I post goes under review. Um, my journal that I co-wrote with my co-author, um, I did like a montage video on TikTok of like the behind the scenes making of imperfect journal, like whatever, immediately got flagged. I was like, there's not even a human in this. It's literally paper. Posted <laughs> the Victoria's Secret body inclusive runway that they did. Um, was yeah. it one year ago now? I'm not sure <laughs> time, but um, right. <laughs> I feel literally just reposted it and completely got flagged. Um, could not believe that. We're, yeah, we're always doing the same thing, requesting review. TikTok is interesting because it's literally a platform for trends. Repeat the trend that right. you see others do. And the fact yeah. that it gets flagged, that really speaks to some policy changes that need to happen. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of policy changes that need to happen in social media. And it makes me so incredibly happy to hear that you who have like a larger platform like that. And like, again, you're like, I have influence because we spend a lot of money with them. We spend a million dollars a year (laughs) in ads. Exactly. Like that's a lot of money. (laughs) Brands brands are way bigger than me. Brands are spending a million dollars a week. I wish they would speak up. I think they're scared. I do notice we get shadow banned after some of those processes that I go through, those review processes. Sure. They could shut your account down. That is a real risk. I guess I'm careful about it. And I'm going to still use the platform to do that. I wish some of the platforms that were bigger than us could do like one tenth of what the fighting, I guess I'll call it, that we do. Right. But it's it's such a – I hate to be like it starts small, but it really does. Like, Mm -hmm. And you guys aren't necessarily like a small, small account. You know, you have quite tens of thousands of followers. (laughs) But when you're looking at that, like it's it's so important – to see that there are real people behind that Mm -hmm. fight. And I think that that's the big thing. And I think that coming from a lot of these corporations and these like bigger companies, these massive companies, they're not, they're, they're getting a free pass on things like that. So like you were saying, like the Victoria's Secret runway show that was size inclusive. Mm -hmm. So they're getting a free pass because they're Victoria's Secret and they spend so much on advertising and they're not even going to like double check them at all. But when you're reposting the same content and getting flagged, it's like, come on seriously. Mm -hmm. And like, and I really like, and I think that that's where it lies in those companies is that they don't have to fight for it because they have so much power. Yeah. In that ad spend, like mm-hmm. it's, it's truly like, it's truly crazy. Like just the marketing world in general is like such an insane place. Yeah, it, it really is. And it would, it would kill, it would kill our business if, if our Instagram and Facebook were shut down. Right. It, it, yeah. would, it would be a business killer. So. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I do a lot of things. Obviously, the majority of my business is run from Facebook, but from Facebook groups instead of Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. And just being able to have that, like, I'm always super cautious about what I post. I'm really, like, honestly conservative. Like, I take pictures of mostly nude women. Like, <laughs> that is my job. <laughs> that is what I do. Um, and, and in doing that, or even, and even just, like, Again, I shoot all genders and I shoot all bodies and different things like this. But like, they're literally like, I I can put images up of people who are in a straight size and like Instagram has no problems with it. If I put anybody up who's in a plus size, one, I can see that like my like reach goes down. And I know, I know for a fact yeah. my demographic, it's not that my demographic's not engaging with it because my demographic that I reach, which is a much smaller account, they're like, oh my God, yes, look at this. And she looks fierce and she looks amazing. And it's not that they're not saying that about my straight size clients, but they see that in other media. What they're not seeing is those plus size bodies Mm -hmm. in other media. And that's what's getting like, we're talking like I'll post a straight size body and get 150, 200 likes on it. I'll post a plus size body in a similar scenario, different thing, different day, whatever, like and I'll get 35 likes. And I'm like, how is this? How? how? Like, I just don't understand. And like, there's such a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, this algorithm. But like, I'm like, or is it just that my reach is honestly being suppressed because I'm showing things that are are different? Like, I will look at, I mean, they suppress you if you use certain hashtags that are even popular or trending ones. I always know that I'm suppressed because we have our own hashtag, hashtag everybody by GW and co grow out and co. Yeah. It's our own hashtag. There's not a thousand things there. There's like five things there. And my <laughs> own things will not show up. My own posts will not show up under my own hashtag because they're shadow banned. So that's, that's how we tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's that it's just so crazy. And I think it's just like such a, like, like truly, like mind-boggling thing when you can see the actual data Mm -hmm. on your side of it like to literally see the data that's coming in and be like what is this going on like that's such a a crazy thing and it's like we're all like oh yeah it happens but like you're like no it really happens and I see the whole thing translates we have we're so data-driven stories is the same thing stories could have you know 2,000 views or 200 views it's like well what happened day to day And on days where we have 2,000 story views, we may have 1,000 link clicks, so click-throughs. So my website has 1,000 people on it, and then those 1,000 people convert to so many purchases. On the 200 view days, it's a really bad day for our business. So it's it's tough. It's a tough space to have an e-commerce business in, I'll say. Absolutely. And I – but – I think what the craziest part of me is that so much of that hinges on like literally you're just posting different body types and you're posting things that are truly empowering people and like, and people are really connecting with, and those are the things that they're like, nope. Yep. And I mean, when I, I think what made me upset was I would post me now versus me when I was pregnant. And how, how, how do they know I was, I was pregnant? How do, uh, maybe the hashtags I was using, I mean, it was really obvious, I suppose. Um, <laughs> my pregnancy at, post- so, at some point it usually becomes apparent that you have a baby. Yeah, yeah. My, my pregnancy post, I mean, they were all like bump updates. Um, and I did a lot of that on my personal account, which 
still has 10,000 followers and then my business account. So I see similar trends on both. Um, it's, right. it's not like they just target businesses. No, my personal creator account has the same thing going on. And when, when I was pregnant, it was like maybe more cute. And th- those things flew. My, those, those posts are still probably trending out there. And then the second right. it was like the postpartum, <laughs> it, I felt like the reach went down again. I'm like, what? I know like family members, X, right. Y, Z, always look at my stories. Why are they not seeing them? And they would tell me. Right. They would type my name into the search field and it would not come up. Oh my gosh. That's, I just like, it's just mind blowing. It's just mind blowing. It's yeah. like, it's just mind blowing. And it's, that's the thing is it's mind blowing and it's real. And I think that it's such an issue and it's such a problem in social media in general. And then, and then we look at these things, like I said, back to like those social comparisons and we're looking and we're like, well, why is everybody that I'm seeing and everything that I'm seeing only these sizes or only these whatever. And it's, it's because of things like that. And I just like it, it blows my mind. (laughs) We're having a hard time getting verified the little blue check mark. And I'm really not right. sure why. Um, we meet all the criteria when we go through the process. We Our documents are perfect. They ask for certain right. documents. Um, everything uploads perfectly. I don't know. There's something up. And that's that's honestly why we branched out and created sub-brands and those sub-accounts. Right. Because there is a risk to our to our main account. There's oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, tell me a little bit about your sub brands and how those kind of like blossomed. Obviously, you know, you, uh, you obviously have a lot of different things going on and obviously as there's like different markets for it. Um, But I think it's so, I think it's so amazing to have those different sub brands that still obviously fall in line with your business values. Yeah. It helps us to compartmentalize and also to like resource allocate. So when we had interns last summer, it was really easy to like divide up scope of work because we compartmentalized right. our site. So I mentioned right. um, everything that we're doing with apparel. There was still a part of me that wanted to get back to other types of goods. That's how we started. Right. Um, yeah. I clearly liked it for a reason. So we went through all sorts of things and you'll find remnants still on our website. Um, jewelry. Is of course, as, as, as one does. Yeah. <laughs> don't have the heart to part with certain things but but you know it's not on the home page it's not blown up it's there it's right in drop downs um but the one about- <laughs> you're like it exists and i'm still attached. <laughs> attached and um so there goes the data driven side of me but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll find that i really liked um sticking to like soaps we had a lot of essential oils that was really popular um during COVID times, we had hand sanitizer at one point. I mean, who right. didn't? And yeah, uh, exactly. Everybody did. <laughs> yeah, our, our really our hygiene line was doing really well during then. So I mean, I oh, I'm sure there were so much other struggles going on. But if one thing did good, it was that. And what stuck from it was our soaps. So yep. we went to a local Reno Tahoe maker and said, "Hey, we want to like bring this back in house. This is what we're thinking. We still get to like." Combined essential oils, sure. And I called it the the Grow Wild Body Bar. And so far, what's launched are two different body bars on our website. Um, it took a really long time to do product development, which I didn't account right. for um, in getting it right. So one's more of like a facial and one's like literally your whole body. 
So there's a badass body bar and an every body body bar. So um, I love that. <laughs> have it. You know, they both go with our like two most popular t-shirt saying. So that kind of ties it in. That's its own separate account. Um, and yeah, we'll use it to drive traffic as needed, uh, announce our launches, not take away if we have influencer launches going on our main account. We'll kind of go there when they want to connect with. We do very limited, like small batch releases. The soaps honestly last forever, so I'm kind of worried that people will buy another. <laughs> You're like, here they are forever, but also come back when forever is over. <laughs> Get forever for your whole family. Um, but so far, how we've labeled them has mostly just been on the label, so you eventually take the label off. But those messages, right. we love them so much, but I want people to see it when they're going to wash their face. So we're, yes. we're being stamped as we speak. And they will launch, I don't know if it will be end of this month or next month. Soap cure, curing time is really long as well. Things so, I've never thought about. <laughs> I'm a chemical engineer by trade, which a lot of people don't know. Um, I did not know that at all. <laughs> so I was really digging deep into the soap manufacturing process, like taking it to um, levels that we shouldn't have taken it to. And I really have to, I really have to step back from it. Um, because yeah, you can over-engineer things, but anyways, <laughs> making to the makers. And I really focus on, um, the platform right. and system side, I will say. So now the soaps will be stamped. Um, we think we have like the recipe to a really good spot where the stamped portion, it like will not wash away either. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So you'll be able to see that little reminder anytime you're in the shower in the morning, uh, and we have other I think that's phrases. So important. Yeah, we have other phrases. So important. That's. I think that's so cool because I feel like so. In my self love journal that I was saying that I like co authored, one of the first things, one of our first chapters, like talks about like mantras and being able to like repeat things to yourself daily and like these phrases and stuff like that. And I honestly feel like if I got in the shower every single morning and saw my soap be like, "You are a badass," I'd be like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> like. <laughs> That's so cool. And so just like, it really is like, I feel like that like constant reinforcement of, of empowerment is in any way in any place that you can get it is so important, especially now, especially like our society is changing so much. The body positive movement is like really, truly taking off. And like, and I hate that it's a movement. I'm like, no, it should just be a thing. But like, yeah. it's a movement. We'll call it a movement. Um, but being able to like go through this and be able to like see the effects of like what people are changing. And even like you said, just like, it's a, it's a small thing, but it's like to be able to see that every day is so cool and so powerful and really empowering, like yeah. really empowering to start your day. And I just love that. And I love that you've engineered it. So it's not going to wash off first. <laughs> we'll see You're like, this is important. It has to stay <laughs> yeah, go far enough with a patent. I'm not sure, but, um, We'll see, we'll see how it goes. And I really want to like put a lot of time and effort into it. The other collection that we had was Grow Wild Baby. And it really came from, I don't know, when, I guess it's true, like leading up to pregnancy, during pregnancy, post-pregnancy, you're just like obsessed with all things baby. So yeah. I was, and maybe the rest of my own company was like, okay, well, let's let Amber like go off and do this for a second, but we're not, <laughs> this will stick. Um, and it's been a really fun way to like include my daughter in the business and share that. And then the, um, I guess two launches ago with, uh, Chelsea, we were able to 
to incorporate her daughter into her influencer launch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and have like really cute sayings, uh, like surviving and thriving, mostly right. thriving on the baby onesies. And it just really, really cute things for, for the babies to wear too. So I loved it. She loved it. And I'm glad it kind of worked out for that collaboration too. So it's still there. Right. The soap bars are also like geared literally towards everybody, including babies. So right. enough for babies. So we've been using that platform to also kind of promote the soaps. Um, yeah, we'll see where that goes. It's super, it's a super sustainable product line for us too. So a lot, you know, the chemical engineer in me wants that to to do really well, but we have to see. There's always a risk with right. the launch. When we really went through our transition into the body positivity field space, we did lose followers. Um, and right. I swear those followers, they might not follow us, but they still watch us because they come back oh, yeah. <laughs> and they will comment on things and their comments are not so nice. It's interesting. Some people are really not on board with it. Even our- It's crazy. <laughs> which I hate, I hate to say, or like, I'm not like calling out specifics, but it's, it's a real thing. And there's still, you know, kind of trolls that come back, sneak yeah. back to our account. Yep. There, I mean, there's a lot of like, we can't say that the internet doesn't have things like body shaming and, and bullying and different things like that. Like there's so much that happens within those platforms that like the, it's, it's such a, like, it's such a catch 22 in so many ways. Like you can reach so many amazing people. You can do so many amazing things with social media, but it also can be such a harsh place. And like, being able to like, I don't want to say like be a keyboard warrior, but like make comments on other people that you probably wouldn't do in person. Like that happens a lot online. That happens a lot on Instagram. And for people to just like troll people and say rude things, like that's not, I, I want to be like, did your mama not raise you, raise you better than this? Because like, excuse me. <laughs> it happens on our paid advertisements. We literally pay for this beautiful space that we curate so carefully and put so much money into. And it helps the algorithm. Right. So let them comment. It's, it's, it's right. I know. It's one of those things. Like I think about it all the time. Like it's, I hate that it happens, but like at this point in my life, I have real thick skin. Like you can't say anything that's going to hurt me. Cool. Call me fat. I don't give a fuck. Like, great. Fantastic. It's really not going to hurt my feelings. I'm okay with that. Like, tell me you don't like my hair. Cool. I don't really care. I do it for me, not for you. Like there's like all of these things and I have like so many, like I've really thick skin at this point in my life, which is like, is definitely something that's been developed from obviously like being bullied and having like, just like different conversations like that. And like, and I've had, so I had, oh gosh, this was a while ago, like maybe two years ago, maybe a little bit more. Um, I had somebody like go onto my Instagram under a fake account, um, and essentially be like, you're a disgusting whale and like all this other stuff. Like you should never be seen in a bikini. Why are you wearing your underwear online? Your body is disgusting, blah, 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 blah. Like multiple comments on multiple photos on my account. And all of my friends were like, who is this person? If you find it out, like, I'm I'm like, this is just terrible. And I'm going to like, whatever. And I was like, I was like, okay, I so appreciate the support, but like, this doesn't hurt my feelings. Like I don't have, 
I feel sorry for this person that they're extremely self-conscious and they can't see the fact that like I'm just living my life and being fine with it. Um, and I like that they were ready to like come after them. My my friends were like, I'm like, who can I hurt? And I was like, nobody. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. But I think that that like so much of that comes from again, like I was bullied in middle school and high school. Like I've been bullied by my own family members. I've been putting up with like comments about my weight and my body my entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. which I wish didn't happen, but like I have real thick skin now. Like nothing you're going to say is going to hurt me and nothing you're going to say is going to offend me because at this point, like if I don't want that type of thing in my life, I say, okay, bye and walk away. Like yeah. I don't need people who do that. I don't need people yeah. in any sphere of that whatsoever. I only want to be around people who empower me and who lift me up and who have those same morals and values. And like you can say something rude to me and I'm just going to be like, cool. Glad you think that you're not the type of person I want in my life. And, but that comes again from so much. You're not a customer I want. Like if this is how you're acting now, how are you going to be when your shirt doesn't come in six hours? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, and it's just like, it's such an, uh, I actually had a conversation earlier today talking about how like not taking money from people that are terrible, (laughs) (laughs) which is like, like if I could just like go through and like curate my client list, I just want people who believe that everybody is worthy. And I just want people like, like if you're going to like shame other humans, I don't want to do business with you. I don't want your money. It feels icky. Like I don't want that. I want to be able to like earn the things that I'm doing. And I also want to be able to like empower others with what I'm doing. And if like you're an icky person, I don't want your icky money. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. What I worry about is others who like don't have the thick skin that read those comments who are our customers. And some of them like definitely expect us to lash out or they, they expect a response for sure. They they will tag us and say, are you going, what do you, what do you have to say about this? Or will you respond there? There's, there's others with more insecurities that maybe are real. Yeah. Need the help and need the reinforcement. So, so I try I like will personally log in and answer Facebook, like respond to Facebook commenters. I feel like it's worse on Facebook than Instagram. I don't know what people do there, but they write novels. Um, (laughs) Who they are. You can't ever tell who they are. Like fake, no. fake accounts, I'm not quite sure. Fake accounts or people who have like no profile picture and have been on Facebook for like seven weeks and are friends with like three random humans. Yes, they're, not, they're also not going to stop. Like I know logically, like I'm an engineer. I think logically I solve problems. Logically, we have a start, we have an end, we move on. There is no end right. for these people. Um, so you have to keep that in mind. And I'll usually yes. say maybe one response, they're going to respond a thousand more times. But I will say one thing and I do it in the hopes that those other people see, see my response and they like how I answered or they, they, they agree with how us I'm speaking as the company, as a brand, they agree with how the brand represents itself and kind of takes that type of feedback. Right. And you can't, you, you really can't battle every single comment, but like you said, but being able to go and respond Mm -hmm. and like, those comments are ads forever like if I stop right. I'd have to stop paying for the ad start a new ad and then build all the yep. social proof over the next four years so it's right exactly ads, like live on <laughs> <laughs> it's true but and, and you're right and so like the people who don't have the thick skin and like yeah and just like the bullying in general and like 
I mean, making the internet a safer space, but it really does like what you're doing in responding to those and being like, pretty much being like, this isn't acceptable and we don't think this way is, it is so important and it is so good for people to see that that exists in the world. I want them to see it. I want my 16 month old daughter to someday see it. Right. Exactly. And I think that that's that's so important. I almost respond to people like, you must not have any daughters or you must not remember what it was like when you, when you were younger and in that age. Um, Right. What baffles me is when it's some, it's, you can usually tell, like I will go to their account, maybe see some background. If if they're a mom or a female, what are they doing? (laughs) Right. That's what I cannot understand. Right. Exactly. I just like, yeah, it's such a, it really is such a like mind blowing thing to me when people make comments and I'm like, you're a woman. (laughs) What? Like, how do you not, how do you not relate to having an experience as a woman if you're a woman? Like, and I understand that obviously everybody's got everything. I I really watch like how I speak to myself. Like before, before this, I was mentioning, I, you know, I went to these fitness classes and I don't know if I'll go forever. And it took me years to even go today, but I went and I, and I brought my daughter and she's in the little daycare area pressed pressed up against the glass. And all I kept thinking was I was looking in my own mirror. This could bring tears in my eyes thinking like, wow, things really changed since pregnancy or wow, things changed since I was 18, like last able to do a class, like a hit class like this and thrive. Right. I was clearly not thriving in that class. (laughs) (laughs) Watching myself in the mirror, like, oh, my form doesn't really look like others or yeah, things maybe aren't, aren't the same. I'm watching how my body moves and when you're in right. like a full body mirror on all four sides, it's a whole thing. <laughs> and I kept looking over and I was like, you know what? My daughter's watching me and she just sees me getting stronger. And right. I'm going to keep going in this class and I'm going to keep doing this. So even just like the emotions I was showing, yeah, she picks up on that. She she feeds and reads off of my emotions. So Kids are so smart. Yeah. And that isn't an, even me like speaking out loud any anything that I right. was feeling. She just can sense it it's wild it's especially at that age they're like just like sponges they're absorbing everything everything and I think that it's like just the way that we speak to and about ourselves in front of kids in general in general not even in front of kids the way that we speak to and about ourselves is so incredibly important and even more important when you're standing in front of Especially, I don't, I don't want to like not say like boys, but like literally young girls. Yes. Like it is so incredibly important to let them know. And like, if there is anything I can be so thankful for is that we are the generation that is changing so many different things. We are making it acceptable to just be who you freaking are and be loud and proud about it. And I think that the generation of daughters that we're raising, um, I'm obviously not a mom, but like that, like my friends are raising, like one of my best friends, like her daughter is everyone who's in their lives. Yeah. Everyone like my, so one of my best friend's daughters is two. And like, and she is like, is she thinks Auntie Lee is really cool with her tattoos and her blue hair. And like, and I just want her to have the influence of like, be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's so incredibly important to like show kids that and like really show kids that. And I get like, I get 
a lot of kids who are super fascinated with me because again, I have blue hair and a shaved head and big tattoos. And like one of my, my cousin's daughter as well, she is one and a half. And so like, she just like keeps like, every time I pick her up, she'll just like touch my tattoos being like, what is this? Yes. <laughs> and I want to be like, you can be whatever you want. You can have whatever you want. You can put whatever you want on your body. Like it doesn't change who you are as a person. It, it's just an expansion or an expression of yourself. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with it. And I think that- My daughter's going to be wearing a shirt that says the badass woman in me honors the badass woman in you at like age three. And I love that. I love that so much. All all of of our shirts, all of our returns or anything that's maybe a defect she'll have on- and she's just going like, to walk around and be like, I'm a badass yeah. from like age four onwards. <laughs> and you're not even going to be able to be mad because yeah. you're like, it's fine. <laughs> you can swear. You can say that word. <laughs> it is, it's, it is really like, it's so important to, to see those things, to see, well, and like you were, you were saying, like, she's watching me and mm-hmm. she's absorbing this even without words, even without anything like that. Uh, watching you go through the motions and and I had another interview on um recently and we were talking about how she was like my mom was always on a diet always she was like I was then pretty much like convinced that like I had to be on a diet because my mom was always on a diet period like she's like I didn't grow up in a healthy eating environment and she's like and I'm struggling with it in my 30s because my mother was always on a diet and pretty much like restricting herself and not letting her do any of these things and just live and exist and I think it's so important like as we like see the effects of things like that our generation is the generation that's like oh let's let's maybe fix this broken link here and like let's go to therapy and talk about it and also talk about it out loud and like other generations aren't doing that and it's it's really nice and the generations that are younger than us are like way more on top of it than we are but like we're paving the way (laughs) it's true true. I I think like any you're right any meal choice you would make or if it would be very obvious to my daughter if I was on a diet, even if I didn't say it and I was trying right. to follow something. And the one, this, this memory will forever stick with me. Um, I, I was thin all my life. So I, I was, I was always, I, I guess sporty or athletic build. I don't know. They have that silly chart. Are you an apple? Are you a pear? I hated that thing. Oh, I, yes, was I, hate it. I hate that. I was a rectangle. And I, and <laughs> I, I could play hockey and I could kick some ass and I played basketball <laughs> and I did track yeah. and I was always just focused on being strong. Um, I guess I had good genetics, you know, postpartum we'll get there. That's a whole other story, but I had, I had pretty good habits and this memory will forever stick with me because it never was a thing for me. So how, how lucky is that, that I didn't grow up like right. even knowing things this existed. I didn't even know there was diet culture, the other side of it. I was literally right. just like a little tomboy, like sporty spice going Sport, around yeah, yeah. forever. I was a camp counselor. I was, I'm very bubbly. I loved it. I've always loved kids. And I was a camp counselor. Um, I guess I won't say the name of the camp, but it's in California. And it has all celebrity kids. So Kylie Jenner was my, ca- my, my camper. I was her counselor at this camp. That's just one person. Um, like right. Everybody was at this camp. Um, Kendall was not. But anyway, <laughs> people grew up in these celebrities. Uh, the world's first supermodel's daughter was also in my bunk. 
And right. how they spoke was so foreign to me. I was from Pennsylvania, just a little sporty person. I didn't even know like a lot of these celebrities, which is why they wanted me to be a counselor there, right? Because <laughs> they weren't like, you're not going to be starstruck. I'm zero risk. I'm wearing like basketball jerseys and they're in like Stephen. <laughs> And, um, I was, you know, we're doing like water balloon fights. I was there as a wakeboard instructor for people learning. Um, there was like mud fights. It was a camp. You stay there for two weeks. You eat around a campfire, you eat s'mores, you do nachos. I had boys like for two of the, two of the weeks. And then I had the girls. It was, I don't know if they were short on guy counselors, but I had a a bunk (laughs) of boys and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, they didn't want to shower get me to the girls. My problem with them was they didn't want to eat. Could not believe it. The boys powered. We're, we're teens. Oh, yeah. Everyone was so little. No, they're little teens are tiny little people, right? Like they're right. Yeah. Really, they're really small. I, I guess I was a teen. Like they were even younger. They were like middle, <laughs> little children. Right. Um, the boys pushed through the lines. Like could not wait for it to be mealtime. It was a whole thing. Yeah. The girls I'll never forget it. I switched to the girls camp and they were all telling me I could kind of like pick up maybe who they were or what their last names were. And like, I maybe knew something and I'm like, wow, all these people like grew up in a very different life than me. I can tell by the closet that they have at camp camp. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They would ring the bell for dinner and my girls table wouldn't get up. And I would, I was like ready for the little boys table. I'm like, come on. Like we gotta, gotta get the food before it runs out or whatever. It was like a game, right. how quick you can get up there. And they're like, oh, I think I'm going to skip this meal or I don't think I'm going to eat. And I was like, well, if we don't eat now, but, you know, the dining room closes and w- what do you mean? We we can't get food then until tomorrow at breakfast when we all come back. And they're like, oh, I skipped lunch too. So some of the girls in my camp were were skipping the meal. I, I could not believe it. Um, one girl said she looked at my plate and she's like, your whole plate is white. I had like bread, potatoes, and nachos probably. And, right. and yeah. she's like, your whole plate is white. And I was like, huh, yeah, I guess it is. Like, ne- never noticed. Right. I don't know. I just grabbed what looked good to me. And she said, my right. mom told me never to eat food that's white. And I, I, I stopped. And I was like, she told you what? And I was like, what food is white? And then she started listing all the white food. I'm like, you have this list in your head of white food and and your mom told you white. I'm I'm science major, science background. Why? Can you tell me why? It what what's like the theory behind that? Can we break it down? The five why? I'm right. like ready to dive into yeah. this. Like, should we talk about the chemistry? <laughs> You're like, tell me more. <laughs> biology side, and she had nothing besides that fact, and it stuck in her brain, and she was not eating because of it. And I I could not believe that. I couldn't believe it. By the end of that week, yeah, my girls were. First in line, pushing those boys out of the way to get those nachos, all the white food that was up there. Um, <laughs> I, I had to break that. I don't know what ever happened to them after that. And that made me really, really sad because I, w- yeah. I was in college at the time and I, I wasn't around anything like that. I don't, I don't remember that being a thing. We were all like really poor and literally eating whatever the cafeteria meal plan gave us, right. um, whatever yeah. we could find. They probably had a lot more choice, maybe, um, clearly. And it was it was like a pivotal moment. And from that point on, even like the rest of that summer, I was really 
cognizant of what decisions my my table and my campers and my bunk was making and right. trying to ask them why they were making those decisions. Um, like I'm not, I'm not, wasn't their mom. Um, I would have no influence on them after those two weeks. I don't know if right. any of it stuck. I would love to find them and see if they even have memories of that camp. But to what you said, like people knowing when, even if it's not a parent, if it's like an aunt who's on a diet, that sticks with them. And that became really toxic. These these girls were so small, like they're children at this camp. Um, just, I, it, yeah, 10 years old, maybe 12 max. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I didn't even know how to have those. You can't have those complex thoughts at that age. Yeah, those those shouldn't be thoughts that you're having at 10. I still think 12. about when anytime I eat food, I look at it. I'm like, well, it, oh, my food's white today. Like, it, it, it doesn't stop <laughs> right. me. But because literally I had that experience, like, I think right. about it all the freaking time. So I right. cannot believe yeah. that that was – I don't even know what diet. I never even Googled it. But that was awful. That's terrible. That's just – that's crazy. And And I think that that is, like – I mean, more prevalent than I even know. And, and I'm lucky that I wasn't exposed to that, I guess. Um, super, super interesting. Somebody needs to go to that camp and do like a case study on (laughs) what's going on there. It's not the camp. It's just the, the campers. Right. And and that's, uh, that's where that influence comes in. And even like, I don't want to be like, again, social media, but now kids that age have social media. And now kids that age are seeing things that one, other people eat. Like how many people, how many people just like take photos of food and post them in their stories? Like, this is what I'm eating. This is whatever. And like, it's Mm -hmm. such a, like, it's such a crazy concept that like, they're seeing all of that from so many sides and not just the people that are actually around them and actually influencing them. They're seeing these things from different influencers. They're following Kylie Jenner and they're like, oh, look at, look at how does she look like this? She posts this. Is she eating that every meal? Is she eating it once a week? What's going right. on? Like you don't actually, yeah. it's all out of context. That's a really good point. Oh yeah. Oh, social it's media crazy. is so scary for kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, it can also, I, uh, it, there's two sides to that. It can be really beneficial. They can find people who are amazing and good influences and actually like, in that space. But I think that there's, there's, but that, I mean, let's come at it from a parent side that takes parent interaction of like, what accounts are you following? Are these healthy for you both mentally and physically to follow? Are you being able to like see these differences and see, you know, what's healthy and what's not healthy and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And that's, I mean, especially tweens, essentially, they're not going to want your input. They're not going to want that. But I think that, even what you're saying, like having these, like taking your daughter and letting her see that you're strong and you're doing this class and everything like that. And like, cool, maybe your form's not the best, but like, whatever, (laughs) she's seeing you do it. She's seeing you do it. Like, that's the big thing. And I think that having, again, like the generation of women that is being raised and, you know, women our age who are having kids and being able to move forward and have like these different relationships with their daughters than we had or that the influences that we were given it's so incredibly powerful and I'm really excited for like the world to come yeah of these up-and-coming generations and how much more they're just 
speaking on on these things that again were like not things that we were really taught or it's not things that we really even like confident. saw yeah it's, it's even like oh well I, I I say that and then I'm like I look at middle schoolers and I'm like what where did where is your awkward phase why are you not awkward <laughs> stop being not awkward like I literally oh my I see gosh, some of these teenagers and I'm like why are you a supermodel you're like 12 why, where's your blue eyeliner and really bad frizzy hair <laughs> Oh my gosh, I don't even know what I was doing. Then. Oh god, I was like such a dweeb. I was such a dweeb. <laughs> I was a huge nerd. I was into sports, but I was also a nerd. I, st- I still am. I hope y'all enjoyed listening to this conversation with Amber and I. Like I said, this is a two-part episode, so please tune in next week to episode 26 to get even more from this conversation. I can't wait to see y'all then. Thanks so much for listening to Someplace for Everybody. If you loved this episode, would you mind leaving me a review in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to the show? If you're looking for a community to love on you and support you in your self-love journey, come join our all-gender Facebook group, Someplace for Everybody, which can be found in the show notes at someplaceforeverybody.com. Until we meet again, be kind to yourself. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.